Welcome to the Uncultured Bias Podcast. My name is Kamara Williams. I am your host. On our show, we say culture is a matter of perspective and opinion. After all, culture is just another way to say discovered. We are uncultured, we are biased, and we are black. Now, if you're tuning in for the first time, you will know that occasionally before we start, I like to have my friends on. And so, um, but before we get into that, I want you guys to always remember to subscribe, 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 and to, you know, tell your friends about our podcast. Uh, sharing is caring. Visit my website, KamaraWilliams.com. You can always have some content on there that also has a blog that, you know, talks about whether uh, episode we had on the podcast or just some things that are going on that are very topical in society. So KamaraWilliams.com. If you haven't done so, please subscribe onto that. Subscribe on Apple and Spotify and share. Uh, lastly, I want to say this because sometimes people don't, I've been having conversations with people, uh, when you go onto the ep- when you're listening to the episode, also rate the episode on Apple. All right, because that makes a difference. Um, part of the way they grade, uh, and I think Spotify does this the same way. They grade episodes is uh, those comments. So if you say you see that little thing, say how do you rate this episode? Uh, I would like you to do if you're so inclined, give me a five star rating. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> you know when you uh, also do that, leave a comment and tell me about the episodes and. You know, that helps um, Apple track, especially um, the type of episode, who's listening, are they fully engaged? So it's not just people subscribing, but it's also people uh, listening all the way through. Number one, not just listening within the first five minutes and cutting it off, because that means I I suck if you're not listening to me all the way through. But also uh, just leaving comments and engagement. It's an engagement platform. So if you could do that. All right. Got it. Great. Now, today's podcast, we're going to be discussing fashion and politics. Uh, More specifically, what does fashion say about our politics, our view of class, society, and why does it matter? Now, I know some of you may be thinking to yourself, I'm not into fashion, or I don't care what clothes says about me. However, my rebuttal to you is that uh, your non-communicative fashion choices absolutely dictate and describe the way you think about life. Even if you think you're rebelling against fashion and you're saying that, oh, it's just a superficial tropes and things and evaluations, I don't get into all that stuff, you are still, in fact, making a statement. Um, fashion is a medium of art. And so everything we do is an expression, and fashion is a form of exp- expression. Uh, fashion, in particular for this episode, it, you know, the basis, it conjures up society's you know, thoughts on dreams, challenges, um, reflects on what we believe about ourselves and, you know, the questions of, you know, uh, what statements are we making in fashion as far as pol- uh, the political sphere? For me, it always says that fashion's always been political, right? Whether you're looking back all the way to the Middle Ages and whether or not you look at how commoners dressed or even how people um, in uh, the pro- from the proletariat to, you know, the bourgeoisie class, to the aristocratic cl- class, they've dressed, and what were the messaging, um, you know, the badge of working class people back in the, uh, uh, in, in the English Revolution, um, you know, near to our own era, you look at how the Black Panthers and how they, they evoked images of this black leather and, and the uh, uh, beret, all these things were important, right? You think about in the 80s and all the way into um, now, you think about how uh, the, um, the, power tie and a power suit or the shoulder pads or things of that nature. What were these things telling us? And so all throughout history, passion has been used to describe how we felt about class, society, um, gender, race, uh, sexuality, and just overall station in life. So we're going to go through all that. And to help us 
navigate this discussion is my friend Katrina. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Katrina, to the crowd. Hey, everybody. Yes, I am Katrina Lee Jones. I am the president and creative fashion director of Styles by Katrina. And fashion is what I eat, sleep, and breathe, believe it or not. I do love it. I do love it. Thank you for having me, Mr. Williams. Well, thank you. I'm going to be a round of applause for being our first time guest, you know? So, yes. I like it. (laughs) Can I get it louder? You want it louder? Oh. Yes. Yes, there we go. <laughs> That's exciting. Oh That's my ex- goodness. Yeah. Listen, I'm excited to have you on. Um I've been really just thinking about this topic, you know, throughout. And before we even get into it, please tell yes. us more about yourself. Let the uh, let the public know. So let me let go the ahead public and know. brag about yourself. Oh, you know, it's been a hard th- I've had to really overcome that because as a black girl, as a black American girl, you know, our parents always tell us that we should not brag on ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, our work should speak for itself. But I found out that they were wrong. Mm-hmm. But, so, listen, I am a small-town girl. All my friends will tell you I am country. I am loud. But I am going to be sharp on every turn, okay. even on a casual day. And I would say I have two beautiful children, a 21-year-old, 18-year-old. I'm a graduate. Wait, 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 wait. You got a 21-year-old? I have a 21-year-old that will be 22 in February. Black don't crack yet. Uh, yeah, that's what I say, too. Not, at least not this black. Anyway. No, no. It, does, it preserves. Yeah. <laughs> I know. People, I was like, I had her when I was in my mid-20s, but yes, I am a... Wait a minute. A I was against you must have had her when you were 16. No, no, no. I had her in my mid-20s. I, you know, I'm not ashamed of my age. I am 46 years old. No way. Yes, I am 46 years old. You you look like you like 12 years younger than me. I that. will take it. I would take it. Hopefully this new husband thinks so, too. He's oh. out there. You know, oh. I, I proclaim him every day. But that's okay. a different subject. We'll talk about that later. Okay. And I have an 18-year-old uh, that's in college. Mm-hmm. He's on a football scholarship. Oh, and by the way, my daughter just graduated college as well. Oh, let's go. To, hold on. Applause on that. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. my God. You're yeah. making me feel so wonderful here. Listen, that's, that's great. She graduated from college, yes, and she's a golfer. Where's, as which, well. Which college? She went to Alabama State University in okay. Montgomery. Okay. So she had her HBCU experience like her mom because yeah. I graduated from the Florida A&M University. Damn you. Yes. Damn, damn you. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah, so I graduated from film. My son has a football scholarship. Yeah. And he goes to school in North Carolina. Okay. So I'm excited for both of them. I am also on a television show, uh, TV host for Point of View with which comes on Afro TV. Where can you find that? Xfinity, Comcast. That's where we are right now. You right. know, 1623. So gotcha. this is broadcasted all over the world. Oh. So if y'all have Comcast, y'all need to check me out check at 630. Yes. 630 br- p.m. or a.m.? 630 p.m. Okay. Oh, my God. We do a repeat at 630 a.m. too. So, but yeah, 630 p.m. is when the show uh, comes on. Okay. So what else can I say? Your business? Oh, yeah, my business. You follow me on uh, Facebook. I am a fashion stylist, wardrobe, personal shopper. I do virtual styling now, which has been awesome since the pandemic. Since the pandemic. Since the pandemic. Since <laughs> what the, you, what the you pe- call it? Since the panini. Panini. Somebody since else said that too. <laughs> Listen, that's you know. Where does that come from? I heard that before it's too. It's just black people being silly. We don't take. Oh, nothing. like we say Target. Yeah, we don't take nothing seriously. Yeah, we do, but yeah. <laughs> but it's come. It's, I've heard it. Okay. Yeah, so I'm a panelist, a host as well, and I'm a costume designer too. 
So I've had three films, and I'm working on my fourth one now. That I will be um, doing a costume design for that in March. So we start filming that in March. So I tell people, I'm like a Jamaican woman. I don't want to, you know, crack. I do all things well, though. Yeah, yeah. You people's like, oh, you can't. Yeah, I do all things well, honey. I'm blessed. Mm -hmm. I can do all of them. I dress men, women, and their children, too, if I need to. Shout out. Yes. (laughs) All of that. Listen, that's and you see now why I wanted to have her on. (laughs) All of that. Because she is a virtuoso in the fashion world. I am. I am. I love fashion. I know you look sharp. I was just telling you before we start, you know, I'd be checking you out. I just looked at your Facebook. I was like, well, Kamara just going to give us all his pictures at one time. No, I didn't give them all, though. I just well, gave... you gave us about 20. That's, that's That was a... I got, I got about 150. Oh, my God. I was like, okay, boom, boom. All right, I see you. I see you. Listen. Share books. Yeah, you know, I check you out all the way. There was messaging in there. It was, and I loved it. And I loved it. And I, I loved it. You know, I can, I can see the messaging. You know, I have this thing where I tell my clients, I say, you know, it's unfortunate that we live in America. Yeah. People are going to judge us by the way that we look before we open our mouths. And I told my kids all the time when we would go out and they was like, mom, why are all these people looking at us? And, you know, the other people smiling at us. I said, because you look good. So they're going to be less intimidated by you because of the way that you're presenting yourself. But people judge us by the way we look, period, in this country. Mm-hmm. It, it's just what it is. It's fact. It's, um, it, yeah. it's, it's unfortunate, but they do. You know, I mean, I, in the opening of this, I, I said that uh, fashion is a form of expression. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people don't realize that. And I really do think the imagery or the statements we make regarding fashion is, you know... Is defined. It, it defines how people interact with us. Absolutely. You know, I don't. I don't know why that is. It's just instinctual, but it's how is human nature. Mm-hmm. And even when we fight against that and we say I don't care about things about fashion, that's communicated as well. Yes. <laughs> right. It is. That is communicated, and then people deal with you on that on that level. On yeah. that level, you know. Absolutely. They, you know, I, I, as an attorney, a private attorney, you know, people would look at me. And they, I could tell, they looked me up from top, from top to bottom. Head to toe. They were like, okay, was it suit, his shoe, did the shoe scuffed? Like, they make evaluations of me long before I've even opened my mouth yep. or try to tell them about my services mm-hmm. or what I can do for them. And it's amazing. I learned that I've been practicing now, you know, over a decade. I don't want to tell how old I am. but <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm joking. But, I mean, I've been practicing since 2008, mm-hmm. you know, and it's... um. You know, it makes a difference. It does. Yeah. And I have I have some clients that are attorneys as well, but we can talk about that when we, you know, dig into it. But it does make makes a difference. Yeah. You know, you, you're making a statement and people looking at you, if it's if you're in a magazine, if you have advertisement, if you're walking around, I can always tell people I am my walking advertisement. Yeah. There's no way that I'm going to tell you that I am a stylist and I look toe up from the flow up. Facts. No way. Right. Right. I was like. I don't know. I'll pass on her. I don't really want her to style me if she looks that way. That's like a barber with a messed up, jacked up haircut. That's right? what I'm saying. A hairstyle is with her hair looking a mess. Yeah. No, I don't want you. Yeah. So I always yeah. tell people that for sure. Well, fantastic. We know that uh, she agrees with me on fashion. <laughs> I do. You were sharp, bro. I was looking at you. You look good. I was like, oh. What's your favorite picture? Just tell me. Oh, okay. So I love, first, I love the one, the first one when you put the chair 
Oh. With just the books. Yeah. I was like, okay. So he wanted to let everybody know that he's intelligent. Okay. Okay. She got <laughs> I it. I was like, okay. I told you I got it. Okay. All right. That was, was like, the first. Okay. She, got, she got the first one. Okay. Yeah. What, did the, what did the other picture I tell said, you? Um, oh, my gosh. Well, you know, that one stood out so much for me. And the okay. other ones I, I scrolled through. I think you had the one when you were sitting in the chair. I don't know if you were holding a book. Yeah. Or doing something like that. So I was just saying that, okay, well, he needs to know everybody that he's intellectual. Plus, he's a reader um, as well. And he's a thinker. So that's why I got it. Okay. All right. I got it. What did the um, the leather jacket one tell you? The messaging on that? Oh, I, t- for me, it was just that you're urban, you're hip. Um, okay. Even though I'm an attorney, I'm still... I still know what's up. That's what I got from it. Okay. Yeah. And the third one was the, the third one was oh the. Oh my god, I don't remember that many. No, it's the, the one with the the jean jacket. I'm just trying to figure out, like you know, Let's see, interpret. With I had like the headphones on. You, you probably don't. Call. Oh, oh, well, that one again. You know, I thought it was just your hip and then relating to your podcast. Okay. So that's what I yeah got from that. I'm like, come on now. I look at these things like last week. I know, but I'm just saying I didn't know like it was just me- it's all about messaging, you know. It that's is what, about messaging. That's why I'm trying to figure out if you picked them up. I did. Did I pick up the right message? Yeah. Oh, okay. You okay. got you got you know there was there was some some layered in there. I didn't I didn't get to get all of it, but that's okay. Okay, it's, that's it's a, all right. That's all right. I, I looked at them over a week ago. That's fine. You don't. I didn't ask you to burn an image in your brain. <laughs> It's all good. Enough uh, about me, though. Enough about me. I looked at them, though. Enough about me. <laughs> I looked at them, though. <laughs> and I paid attention. I appreciate it. That's so, what's important. That's right. So I tell you, if I'm paying attention, other people are as well. They may not say anything, but they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are. Yeah. Yep. So I wanted to ask you um, the thoughts on messaging mm-hmm. and clothing. Yes. I know you said enough about me, but I wanted to... <laughs> no, no, we can talk. Let's do it. So, but I, I, I was uh, doing my family pictures, right? Mm-hmm. And I had, you know, I use them for like uh, holiday pictures or whatnot. And right, it was um, one of the pictures was the we had I had Malcolm X shirt, mm-hmm. and my wife had the Rosa Parks, uh, and your shirt girls on. had on something else. Yeah, black they? Black History in the Making. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know, I had army fatigues and things of that nature. Um, and I remember my wife was like, you know, I don't want to do this. Like, it's, I mean, she was like, I don't know. I don't want to do this. She was like, I don't, what, what, you about to be Why real militant. But she was like, you're about to be real militant. She didn't yeah. say I don't want to do it. And, you know, people about to think you were real militant. And I thought to myself, why is it militant to be proud of your history? Mm-hmm. That's really interesting, you know? Um, and even the sense of like when our, we had, we switched it up and we had the other pictures of, I didn't want to do normal. Those you know, look great too. You know, I checked those out. Appreciate it. I thank you. <laughs> I checked those out too. They were fantastic. Thank you. You know, I didn't want to do ones where like um, we're all dressed up. I'm mean, going to wear a mm-hmm. suit and, you know, or whatever. I wanted to Isn't that so, that's so normal, right? It is normal. Yeah. There's no, there's no life to that. There's none. You know, listen, the running joke at the studio for me is Katrina is blackity black, 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 black. That's okay. It is. And on the show, I'm that way as well. And in life, that's how I present myself. Mm-hmm. Because I think that for black people, we always have to be cautious of how we represent ourselves. Yeah. They make fun of me because my dentist, you know, is black. Well, I have my, my main is black. My doctor is black. And it's like, my dermatologist is black. And it's like, oh, you, yes. My kids don't know what it is to have a non-black doctor. 
You know what I mean? They have had some, but majority of the time, if you're like, oh, you just, yes, I am. I am that one. I'm that chick. Because I think it's important because as a community, we don't have to go anywhere for anything. We can buy our clothing from black people. We can buy our products from black people. And I think that we need to stop always being so cautious of like, oh, should I be just, yeah, that's me. I'm that chick. I'm that chick for real, for real. It's the intentionality that I yes. love. It's the intentionality for me. Yeah. And, it, and that's what I'm saying. Maybe yeah. that's why we connect as well, yeah. because it's intentionality for me, too. I yeah. do things because we do everything. Yeah. And why can't we promote that? Yeah. And why can't we, you know, support each other? So it, it's the same thing with me. So I love those pictures, too. I appreciate it. I just, you know, so why I brought those up was just messaging and mm-hmm. how, you know, like, what do you think is the, when you're trying to dress somebody, mm-hmm. you know, do you think about a message always or are you thinking about what you're trying to, you know, convey or anything? Mm-hmm. Like, t- t- walk me through your process. I, I do. I think about the messaging for them. Okay. So I always have, when I deal with a client, I deal with clients from different lifestyles, different backgrounds, different careers. Mm-hmm. So everybody is not going to do what. Katrina does because I'm do things that are a little quirky. I'm sometimes a little bit more classic and sometimes I can go way left and people are like, Oh, I don't know about that. So I don't make my clients look like me because they don't pay me to make them look like me. They pay me to bring out in them the vision that they have for themselves and what they want the world to see them as. Yeah. You know, I have a client that was, a, that's an attorney and she, when I had her, she's been a client for like 10 years now. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, and it was, it was something. Yeah. <laughs> the process has been something. She, she had a vision that she wanted to look more polished, more Michelle Obama when she come out, even in her casual. And she's not black. Um, she's Latino. So I had to really talk to her about what she wanted to look like. So, and I do that with all of my clients. You tell me what you want to look like. And when you tell me what you want to look like, I tell people, I write everything down. I envision, I dream about it. And then when we come to, when the next time we go shopping, I know that I'm going to get what she wants to look like. So, and that's simply really what I do. People like, yeah, I sleep on it. I really do sleep on it. I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is uh, with me. I sleep on it. And majority of the time I hit it right. Yeah. You know, even now her on a casual day, she looked fabulous. Her kids will text me and say, oh, my God, my mom looks so good all the time now. You know, but it's taken us a while to to get there. So what I want to do, I like to pull out in them what they want. Because sometimes people don't know, but that's when the conversation comes in. I'm not one of those stylists that I don't have conversation with my clients. I talk to them. I go in their closet. I feel their merchandise. I look at their lifestyles. I see what they're doing and what they want to do and where they want to go. And that's how I'm able to transform them into what they really want to be. Okay. Yeah. I love it. So you brought up Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought her up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's talk about the inauguration. Yes. All right. What were your thoughts? I thought she looked amazing. Okay. I thought she looked amazing. And what she always does in her, I follow her stylist as well. Yeah. And Who's I her thought stylist? Her, her stylist is named Michelle. Oh, same. Okay. I think I mean, her, her name is Michelle, but she had this young lady 10 years ago. She met this young lady at a boutique in Chicago. Oh. So that's how she, and again, you know how we say she brought her, said, yeah. Brought, yeah. 
she bought her up, and now this this girl is like a big deal right now. Right. So I thought Michelle looked great. I thought the monochromatic look for everyone, even the Biden, um, even the Biden granddaughters and daughters was amazing as well. Just spell, spell, uh, uh, excuse me, describe monochromatic for monochromatic is I know what that means. This, I know yeah. you know what it means. Same yeah. color. Yeah. Uh, but it can be in different shades. Mm. So with Michelle Obama, she had on burgundy. I say it was like a wine, burgundy it was, color. It was wine. Yeah, it was wine. And yeah. she just had, you know, different shades. All of it wasn't perfect. Yeah. And I thought she looked great because she threw a little, she had on black boots and I believe she had on black gloves and the mask was black. So that's how they tied that black in there. But yeah, it was, that's what monochromatic is. You know, it's fascinating before, I don't want to move away from that, but I just want to give this caveat. Um, one thing about fashion that people think you have to be matchy, matchy, matchy all the time. Mm-hmm. That's a country thing that's in a lot of us. Yeah, and you don't have to be matchy, matchy. <laughs> you it can you be, don't. You can have the same, I call it the same family mm-hmm. of, 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 colors. of colors. Yeah. You know, and it works. It works. You know, but people be like, I got to match this yellow with the same yellow. with the blah, 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 blah. And it was like, no, man, you ain't got to do all that. Yeah, and I teach my clients that too. Yeah. Like, we don't. Everything doesn't have to match. Your handbag don't have to match your shoes. No. And your scarf don't have to match your handbag. You don't have to wear black of the same. You know how many different shades of black it is? Yes. So you, I tell my clients, now you really want me to go out and look for two shades of black of the same? Girl, that's not finna happen. Right. Uh, Fella, that's not about to happen. Yeah. We about to get all these shades of black or we're going to pull it together with something else. And, it and you work. are going to look fabulous. Why? Because I put it together. And I always tell my clients, you need to trust me too. Yeah. If you can't trust me, I don't I, I don't need you to hire me. <laughs> I, I just can't deal with all that back and forth. So you see how like you actually looked at Michelle Obama and you kind of went down from head to toe and you saw, you know, the different shading and everything. Um what I got from that her outfit was refreshed. Mm-hmm. I got someone who was very um vibrant. Yes. And you know, I, I Obviously, in a better mood, relaxed, relaxed. That hair was like was boom. It was flipping. You know, it was black girl here today. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) as a bystander, like y'all have that. I'm just happy to be here to support you. I'm happy to be here to support you. Yes, and it was a statement, nonetheless. Right. Yes. Um, I thought it was fascinating though that you look at between her inauguration outfit in 2021 and her inauguration outfit in Mm -hmm. 2000. 17. Yeah. It was almost the same color family. Almost the same color family. But it was it, it evoked a different look. Yes. First of all, her hair was tied back. Her hair was in a in a in a bun. Yeah. Yeah. She looked a little tired. She looked exhausted. <laughs> she was like, do we really have to do this? She looked again? emotionally drained. Yep. Um, she looked like she had she was just about through. Mm-hmm. She was, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was kind of the mo- mood for the entire mm-hmm. country. Uh, they just look tired, yeah, and exhausted, and then really just stressed. Yes, from what was they both were, yeah, from they what were. we were getting, you know, what we were getting to walk into mm-hmm. in 2017. And I thought her looks from 2017, 2020, and both embodied yeah. how people felt. And she got to wear pants too. I believe in the, the before she had on a dress. Yeah. Did she have on a dress? Yes. So this one, I thought she was like, I don't have to. I'm not that chick. I can do what I want. And I thought her wearing those pants and wide leg, it was it was a full on statement. Yeah. A full on like I'm free. 
we've had a great four years. I know the country is not doing very well, and we're, like, relieved. So that's what I felt, too. Yeah. Yeah, and, sure. And it also, you know, it's renewed of being in, in private life. She wasn't in mm-hmm. public life anymore. So, yeah. you know, she's... You know, she got that Netflix bag, her and her husband. You know what I mean? So <laughs> exactly. They looked, they looked happy. They looked, they look, he looked great, too. He looked great, too, mm, you know? He looked good. Good and sexy like he always does. Okay. Well, <laughs> I can't comment on that. But. <laughs> good and sexy like he oh, always does. Hey, listen. Listen. <laughs> she said it, not me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but Barack, he looked, he looked good. He looked, you know, it's, it's a fascinating because men. You know, we, we never get, we never really outdress our wives or mm-hmm. our spouses or 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 whatever. Um, you don't think so? Well, I don't know. I yeah, just some, it's some. hard. It's hard because women can really, when when a woman does it up, a woman can she can. I know, but when a man does it up, he can too. He steps. A, a man can step out. I've yeah. I've I've stepped out. Yeah, you know, but it, it's when when the woman wants to put her foot on somebody's neck as far as fashion. We can. We can. You can. <laughs> yeah, um, we can. So I just thought that was that was interesting, just really thinking about how her yeah. look and the messaging. Um, you think that was intentional? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think it was intentional with her pants. Like I said, I think it was intentional with her pants. I think it was intentional that she used a black designer. Yeah. Um, Sergio Hudson. Okay. You know, and and everything that they do is intentional. Yeah. Now. And I think it's been since they come into the White House and even after, you know, they are leaving. And to me, I like you said, I thought she was wanted to exude that I'm free, wanted to exude that. Listen, I'm about to let these I'm going to let everybody have it with this black girl hair. I mean, big curls, big waves, wide leg pants, my belt cinched like. Y'all about oh, to get. Oh, she was looking snatched. Listen, she, was, she was like, y'all about to get this today. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, my designer is black. Mm. Mm. From head to toe. Head to toe. And I said, you go, Michelle. <laughs> you do that, girl. You know what was wild about that? Um, I just, <laughs> You just know Michelle had that. Had that uh, uh, first day of school energy the night before. Like, I'm about to lay this outfit on the bed. The night <laughs> well, her stylist laid oh, the, it the, out the, for the, her. Yeah. You know, like, when <laughs> you get, laid it out for when her. When you know you're about to, you go to an event the next day or you got an event that night. Kill I'm about to kill him. I am about to kill him. <laughs> you you be looking at yourself yeah, in the yeah. mirror like, oh, God, I am about to, I'm about to slay him. I'm about to Damn, slay him. All of them. Listen, that is the best. <laughs> listen, if not, that is the best feeling. When you know. When you know you about to hurt people with what you what you're gonna wear, you she like, knew it too. Yeah, she knew it. She had she this way. She like, oh, oh my god, god. Listen, she knew it. I I, I love it. I loved every moment of it, especially when that door walking down. Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. Bar- you know you talking about Barack, but you know that swag he has. Oh my god! I'm so, like, where he get that from? Because he won't even rhyme his back family that much. But anyway, <laughs> I guess it's in the bloodline. But anyway, that's a different conversation. The views of Katrina do not reflect the Jesus culture. <laughs> you know what? You might need to say, for real. Say that again. I'm gonna be quiet. No, <laughs> the views mm. of Katrina does not reflect the views of Uncultured Bias Podcast. Mm, facts, <laughs> because he told me. I could be myself, which I would only be myself anyway. I want you to be yourself. So we're going to get into some other things. And yeah, he, I'm glad he said that because I'm like, mm-mm. Yeah. But, you know, I'll keep it I'll keep it cool. I'll keep it cool. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. 
um, let you, <laughs> let your wings fly. You know? <laughs> that makes for a good podcast. Um, so what about Jill Biden? I thought she looked great. I thought she, I thought she looked great. I, her look was, that's what Jill does. Mm. You know, she, she keeps it simple, but she adds a touch of herself to it. And I, I really like that she has her mask Mm -hmm. to match her looks and the designers already know that. And she did the same thing for her daughters and her granddaughters. Mm -hmm. You know, she probably told them whoever make your looks, young ladies, make sure that your mask match Mm -hmm. so i thought she looked very first lady ish Mm -hmm. because they all wear the skirts and you know the dresses and they have to be all supposed to be all classic but i don't know what happened with that other one that just left you know (laughs) seemed like you know she's just able to do what she want and i think sometimes the standards are double which i don't like that either but you know we can talk about that on a, a, a different time no no so you're talking about uh melania right and so you didn't like her. I mean, she wore she wore nice clothing, but she didn't do. They all just went away from everything that we know. Well, you know what I mean. Like they all went that administration they, went away from a lot of stuff. We could. Talk, I, I did want to get into the, the Trump's fashion the choices. The question I have with that, and well, before I get into the <laughs> knee deeps in that, okay, I okay. just want to say that with Melania, and we can revisit this. Mm-hmm. Uh, It was statements that a lot of fashion designers did not want to deal with them. As far as Melania, they didn't want to. They didn't. They didn't want to touch them. Um, It would have been bad for business. It would. It would have been bad for business for them. And so stylists stayed away from them. And so she found herself probably making her own fashion choices. (laughs) You know, Um, I thought she looked okay for you know her choices, but they weren't. uh, They weren't memorable in that sense. Mm -mm. Um, I don't remember. To be honest with you, I don't remember anything. That she's ever had on that I really remember. So you can't even. Yeah. Well, except for the jacket she had. Well, do you do you know? Do you really care? Um, and again, that was a that was messaging. It was, and she meant that. Yeah, and so you know, I think all of it's everything she the decisions in that. And God, we're getting to Trump. I, okay, before we get into that, <laughs> it's a lot. It's I a know. lot. So Obama, the the Obamas, the subject I wanted to knock out was. Why was it so important for Black America to see them looking good with the T? Good with the T. Like throughout the four years, not just the inauguration, but every time we see them, we ver- we we want the daughters to look good. Mm-hmm, we want. The- mm-hmm. Why is it important for um, Black politicians? You know, or just to say, and then we can get. But, but I, for me, I think it's something that is subconscious for us. Okay. I, I believe that we always have to look better and we always have to do better. And there's not much room for us to make mistakes. So I think when we have black politicians, they go in with a different level of pressure. Mm-hmm. So I think it was important for us as a black community for them to look good because you think about it, it all stems from our childhood. Mm-hmm. When we would walk out the door, your mom's like, where are you going like that? Mm-hmm. You can't go anywhere rough dried if people don't know what that means. Yeah. That means your clothes Those wrinkle. Clothes, right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You can't go outside with dirty clothes on. Mm-hmm. We had school clothes from play clothes. Right. You, you understand Facts. what I'm saying? Facts, yeah. So the, the thing is, I think that these things have been ingrained in us from such a young age. So this is what we expect. 
And when we have politicians come out, if it's the preacher or whomever it is, we expect them to look a certain way. And when they don't, we have a problem with it. Because you even think about, let's let's go back with, you know, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. Let's go back with Malcolm X. You know, we let all those people, they had to, I mean, even John Lewis, they were doing, walking across the bridge in suits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's something that has been ingrained in us from a very young age. So if the Obamas didn't look great or if Michelle didn't look great, then we would have a serious problem. And it, I mean, you know, we can tear each other down like nobody else can. So I think that's really what it is. I just think it's something that's in us that has been ingrained in us. Even you have to think about when we were slaves, we had to make clothing from the scraps that we received from the master, Mm -hmm. but we, we made it work. And then you think about Holland Renaissance, how everybody was beautiful. We had our we had our lace. We had the guys in their zoot suits. So I think it just stems back from birth, the way that we grew up, for us not having anything and then being able to have. We um, over what is it? We just overdo everything. Over overdo. We just overdo everything. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about it as you were mentioning uh, Martin Luther King and the civil rights movement. And um, how a lot of pictures we saw, even in uh, with those lunch, the the lunch lunch uh, counters, counters mm-hmm. and um, the marching, a lot of them were dressed in a certain way. Yes, and there was very intentional. We talked mm-hmm. about intentionality earlier in, in this program, <clears throat> because what they wanted to do, and this is a directive from Dr. Martin Luther King, of when they beat us or when they you know, sick, uh, sick the the uh, the dogs, the dogs yeah. and the water hoses mm-hmm. on us. You know, the images they're they're going to see uh, is not of those who are, you know, less than. They're going to see people mm-hmm. who are. And it's a weird way to say respectability. I mean, I don't really believe in respectability in politics now, but I do think back then it was designed with an idea of like uh, subconsciously beating on people who are. Looked like nice, yes. quote unquote, air quotes. Had on their button up yeah. shirts. Yeah. Had on their they weren't their slacks. They weren't hooligans. They, no, they were regular people. And it's like you're so you, it it put the impetus on those who were, you know, not really inclined to take civil rights seriously. Right, right. Um, to look at well, these people they look like nice, quote unquote, people. And unfortunately, that's the the that is uh, the messaging that was designed right, to give. Right. Um, now, whether or not you know, I think that's fair because nobody, you shouldn't have to judge anybody, you know, based on their, based your humanity, their humanity. But they did though. But they did, mm-hmm. you know, but that's kind of what I, I got from that. And as far as like with the Obamas, I've always likened it to the concept of black people inherently needing a sense of visual royalty. Mm. And then, and then like really needing to feel like, you know that their imagery was important mm-hmm. to the whole wholeness of black community because they we wanted to feel like you know what there's a lacking within our okay I our, see that with our lineage of, see, of feeling like you know of you know we don't have we don't have the royal families we don't yeah, have I see that uh, as far as like you know that are the, you know as far as 
imagery is concerned. Right, right, right. And so I felt like inherently within black American society, mm-hmm. uh, that was important for them to okay. play on. It helped subconsciously black Americans feel better about themselves. Okay. I can see that. Meaning that the way that people see us on TV mm-hmm. is not, I would say, the circle that you and I have. You know what I mean? Or the people that we know or the people that we interact with. Mm -hmm. So I can see that you're saying for the black community, with them looking so well, people will say, yeah, these are the people that I know. Mm -hmm. These are the people that I deal with. I have have friends and family or my circle or associates that I know that look great like that every day. Mm -hmm. So it was to change the imagery of what the media has put out about the black community. So right. I, I get that. I yeah. see that. Yeah. So, you know, one of the other things that I thought about, I saw with the inauguration, and you didn't probably catch it. You maybe did. I don't know. Uh, with a certain individual, a, a man who wore a particular pair of sneakers. Oh, I caught it. Okay. <laughs> Listen, and let me tell you when I caught it. I caught it when he walked down. With, uh, uh, with Amy yes. Kovachar, same She here. was talking, and it was like, what is but that? nobody even paying attention to her after that because no. I was like, "Yo, yes, I those Dior's. yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes." I was, I was watching. I was I, like, you know, "Who wearing those?" I was watching the inauguration, and I don't know what I, you know, the inauguration is going on, and I wasn't even really paying attention I'm to Amy. You. And then it's, it's like as soon as he walked down the Walking stairs, down the stairs with his daughter. Like, in, yeah. in the back, I didn't even know who it was. I was like, "Who the hell is that? Is wearing?" <laughs> Dior ones. Yep. I was like, what is going on? Like, I, I needed we to. We all saw it. I needed to know. <laughs> and I'm a sneakerhead, y'all. I am a sneaker. You will come to find out I love sneakers. Yeah, I, was I love like, sneakers. Yo, I, I started, Twitter started going ham. Sneak, the sneakers community on Twitter started going crazy. And if we come to find out, it was, um, I think. Mina's name, husband. Yeah, Mina's mm-hmm. husband, Nik- Nikolai. And, um. You know, for those who don't know, he was wearing what they it's called the Christian Dior Air Force. I mean, uh, Air Jordan ones, AJ yep. ones, and it's known in the sneaker community as the Dior ones or the Air Jordan one Dior's. And uh, when they dropped, I'm just giving you guys some background. When they dropped, they cost two thousand dollars when they dropped, mm. but. Sneaker has we. I mean, you had to literally be on a digital line wait. To get them, and when you and they and these sneakers sell out in milliseconds, Millis- <laughs> not even a second, not even a second. They sell out in, <laughs> like as soon as the, as soon as the app goes live, they're gone. I don't know how they, that's crazy. They're gone, but so that's two thousand dollars on the on the actual market. Now we have to get it on the sub market, you know, mm. third party market, and what they're going for what, now five or six oh, come more. On, come on, they're going for eight ten. Eight ten thousand dollars because they're so exclusive. They are. I am. I, I no. I know. I'm just telling you. That's how. That's uh-huh. how these things are. They're. They are lore within the sneaker community. Like so, when they happen, Mm-mm. all sneakerheads was like, "Yo, he yeah." Got I, well, the you know, I know them because I've talked about it on my show. Um, I think it was last year or something like that. I'm like, "Oh, they're coming." I thought they're hot, right. but I'm not. Money for a pair of sneakers. Yeah, you may not, but I will tell you. Uh, I will tell you if I made I made a certain amount of money, I cannot sit there and lie to you and not tell you that I would not have well, bought 
some Dior's. It, it, mm. And let me tell you, the, the thing, the fascinating thing about it was, what I loved about it, number one, it was a message, right? Mm-hmm. Because it was for, like, again, the culture, that it was in that moment the culture was represented right yes. there at the inauguration. Right there. And it was like, yo, like. Walking down. Walking it's down. It's like, did you do that intentionally? Of course he did. Did you take the. Did you take the baby to the restroom listen, and then come back down while in the middle listen, of her speech? Listen, and like, dude, did you do listen, that on purpose? I wear, if I wear some Dior's, you going to know. <laughs> <laughs> you going to know if I wear some Dior's. And I will tell you, if I am at an inauguration, I am breaking out some, I'm breaking out some shoes. Like, I'm not. I'm not yeah, wearing. Yeah, he stole the show. Oh, you got to. He stole the show for sure. And, and for me, I thought that I. He did it for the culture. He had to do it for the culture. And I, 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 I loved him for it. Yeah, he did it for the culture. Because I would have done the same thing. And yeah, he, he looked good too. You wouldn't be able to tell me. My wife probably would be like, why are you going to wear those shoes? I'm like, I'm, why, why not? It's the inauguration. And look at those little girls. Look what they had. Oh, on. they were they were styling with the little, with the print. That jackets. was for the culture too. That was for the culture. I don't, I don't know if people got it. They were or not. That was for the culture too. It was because I know the people that born in this in the seventies. We all had one of those coats. Yeah, my my daughter still got those. Okay. Coats. <laughs> I rock I rock them. My daughter rock those coats now. That's what I'm saying. And they, <laughs> and they show up at their that their school. You know, and exactly. they, with the leopard print, uh, and they be looking different. I don't and care. And I have one. I have one now. Yes. And people are like, well, it's a faux one, but it's like, no, I'm not getting rid of my coat. No. This is my coat. And I don't know if people know that was for the culture as well. Yes. Because I think that, and I don't know if we get into that, but I have a problem with us as a culture always saying somebody is not black enough. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, that's a problem for yeah. me. Yeah. And I think that Mina did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. To say, listen, our girls about to look like Easter Sunday, yeah, because right. <laughs> because it's important, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do my thing because they're always she's probably always in the back of her head saying like everybody's saying my aunt is not black enough and everything, and then you know the Instagram when she was like auntie auntie, mm-hmm. and the impeachments that was for people like this these people are black too because mm-hmm. who says it us auntie yeah. auntie auntie well you know like black is a paradigm of culture right it's right. not based off of you know levels of skin tone right no it's about it, it's operation of how do you operate within our right. the culture right because let's be honest you could be you know <laughs> neor black right and you don't operate within the culture you might be like you ain't really black mm-hmm. <laughs> you ain't really black. right you know right, what i mean right. like it ain't a skin color thing all skin folk ain't kin folk. all skin folk ain't kin folk that is a fact and so I, again, you know, just with the, the shoes on, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I, this has been joked. Like, Kamara, you ever run for office? I said, I won't run for office. But if I do, I'm running in some J's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, you know, I thought about that, too. Yeah? Um, for you as well. Because you thought about me wearing J's? No, no, no. You running for office. <laughs> I know it's a side. No, no, I'm just saying. I know it's a sidebar because... I, I follow you on Facebook and all this stuff. And, you know, we chat and, and we we have some mutual friends and all this stuff. So we're cool friends and everything. So I thought about that because I think that some of us don't want to run for office because we may say, oh, I, you know, I got to give up my personal life or mm-hmm. I have I will have these restrictions and this and that. But I think mm-hmm. this day and time we need authentic real people to run for office and to go in the office that can be bought. 
or a soul. Okay. You know, and I, and I, you know, I'll tell you, I listen, I, I read your posts and I'm like, oh yeah, that's good. That's good. I share. I'm like, yeah, that's what's up. I'm like this. Y'all need to read this. And I think that we need more black people to take the, just do it. I don't understand. I mean, I don't understand why not. Just do it even if it's for two years and it's like, oh, this is not for me. You can do it for those two years because sometimes I don't think there's enough of us that want to run for office. And that's why we get all these other people yeah. and we're like where they come from. But then we complain about it. So why you complain about it? Won't you run? You know, I'm, I'm not saying you, okay, general, I was but saying. I'm just saying I, the thing is, you know, we've come on now, you know, we've been in those circles and have those conversations. You want yeah. to complain about what's going on, yeah. but you have the ability to run. Yeah. And make a change. Why don't you or find someone that will be able to run that you can really, really support. And I know you did that this season. Yes. You know, you, you found some people that you supported and you were behind them. But yeah, I think you should think about it. Talk to your wife. Uh, listen. <laughs> listen. Talk to your wife. Think about it. Listen, I, I like my private life. I, See, there I we like, go. That's I what do. I'm saying. Oh, I do. We gotta, sometimes we have, but listen, sometimes we have to make a sacrifice. Jesus. For what? the future. This is not about me. I know it's not about you, <laughs> but I'm just saying you need to think about sometimes we have to make a sacrifice for the future. You say your daughters are um, future history makers. Yes, they are. So their dad can be one as well. They ain't got to do nothing. They ain't hey, got nothing to do with politics. Line. Yeah, I'm just saying, though, but, you know, we can open the door a different way. I'm just saying you should think about it. Talk, you know, pray about it. Talk to your wife. Oh, my gosh. Okay, listen. Mm, let's keep move hearing on. the same thing over and over. You might need to think about listen, it. Listen, listen. But anyway. Let's, let's move on. We're going to move on to fashion let's and politics. <laughs> hey, I'll style you. Uh, we can collaborate together. <laughs> Moving no, on. for real. I'm serious. Listen, I... I, I, listen, I'm I, serious. I know you're serious. Okay, I'm just saying. I know. You can tell this conversation is uh, completely <laughs> improper. There was no, there was no structure. No structure. We just, we're just vibing. So, all right, all right. So, listen. Bring it back. Bring it back. Mm. Moving on. Moving on to um, again, keeping with the inauguration. And there was a thing that happened. It became this big, big movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 it was annoying to me at one point. But the Bernie stuff. Oh. Right? <laughs> but, he, but he showed up. Okay, but so I thought his messaging, it was interesting. So he showed up with a j- warm jacket mm-hmm. um, and some... He ha- had his mask on. Had his mask on and very... Cotton mittens. Hand, 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 hand-sewn mittens, mittens from yes. repurposed... You know, mm-hmm. um, material, and he, you know, legs crossed and whatnot. Um, and then, you know, it, his statements later was like, "I was just trying to stay warm." It was no statement, but it was a statement, though, right? Yeah. And I thought was was fascinating by it was how everybody not only took hold mm-hmm. of it, but they identified with it. And I even saw some means like people say, "Oh, well, you know, I'm I'm a Bernie, like the way I dress, mm-hmm. I'm a Bernie." So. I have some ideas, but I want to hear what, you, what your thoughts. What messaging did you get from Bernie Sanders? For me, I just thought it was Bernie. Yeah. I didn't really, to be honest with you, I I thought that he just wanted to stay warm. Mm-hmm. Um, when when do you ever see him suited and booted? Yeah, that's not his personality. Mm-hmm. You know, we can even go back to old inaugurations and and, and pull up some pictures. Um, for him, I think people put it to the we're saying that oh he's just showing up he don't really care. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think that's what a lot of people, you know, were getting out of. So that's why all the memes are coming on now. I didn't think that he just didn't care. Mm -hmm. I just thought that he, he was saying, okay, well, I have to be here. (laughs) Um, I'm just going to dress normal. I'm not going to put any extra thought into it Mm -hmm. because it's not me. So I don't have to put any extra thought into it. However, I'm going to come and show my support. But I think a lot of people just put it, oh, he just didn't care. I didn't get it like that. I just thought that's just the way he dressed. When have you ever seen him sharp or pulled together? Yeah. Have you? No. I don't. I've I've never seen him look that way. But that's intentional. Yeah. I thought that's, it's it's very Mm -hmm. intentional. I thought, I think, I believe, Bernie's uh, commitment to not caring about the way he looks is supposed to evoke, yeah, a, a working class imagery. For, and he's a multi-millionaire. And he's multi-millionaire. Like, stop it, bro. Yeah, right, but that's but it's designed, right? So everything is designed yeah. to be more or less, you know, it, again, it reflects class and um, just a cl- class and, and status. And I agree with that. Was I, I agree? I agree with that um, as well. When you a politician and you run for office in certain places, you know, I, I don't think that you should look a certain way. But I know we're gonna, you know, get into that. Yeah, I, I think that if you are in a district that has low income. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Yeah. Oh, I say if you're in a district that has a low income, mm-hmm. you should not go in that district and look all designer from head to toe. I just don't think that you should do that because that is saying to the people that you want to vote for you is saying something, it's giving them a different message and they're going to be rubbed the wrong way by that. Mm-hmm. So just think if I'm running in a district that's low income and every time they see me coming through, I have on, you know, those Dior ones. So I can't, you, you mean I can't, I can't wear Dior ones no, if, no, I'm, no, no. if I'm in a poor, poor district? No, I, I don't think that you should, I don't think that you should campaign that way. Campaign. Okay. No. I don't think that you should campaign that way because you know what? It's going to rub people the wrong way. I do think that you need to be fashionable Mm -hmm. because they're going to like that as well. So I think Bernie, like you said, he's sticking with what working class people, multi-millionaire. Okay. But anyway, Mm -hmm. so yeah, you, you, you need to look a certain way. And I think a lot of politicians miss that. Mm. That's why they need me, but you know, they don't want to pay for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's another thought. So we can get into that, but I, so for like, just keeping on, on, with Bernie, you know, again, I, I I do think he has this thought process of, you know, he ran in 2016 and again in 2020 mm-hmm. on just, um, you know, working class or college educated, but people who are are not big into big money, not into big, you know, lot. Mm-hmm. so I mean, it, it's it, it was all designed in to appeal to a base, right, right. 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 And first, I, I think do think that's his personality. Number mm-hmm. one, I don't think he's putting on. Um, I don't I think, think it's his personality. too. It's his personality. Uh, but I do think it was fascinating how people graft onto it because it it made them feel <laughs> it made them feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, and made them feel like I'm him. He's me, you know, and I can relate. It made them look feel comfortable dressing like a dude. Yeah. It made them feel com- <laughs> but it, it made them feel comfortable and it made them feel like, you know, I even saw one conversation where like that's how. People in public office should be dressing. We don't need 
and this is goes to the other side of the, the inauguration. It was one comment like uh, the dynamics of how clothing impacts for power dynamics, and um, we don't need people looking like movie stars in our politicians because it evokes an imagery of you know lack of being disconnected with your office. You're a public official designed to help people, and you're looking and you walking like you're part of the aristocratic society. It's it's uh, it's a misplay of understanding why you're there. And I, I mean, I, this is a, this is a sub conversation, mm. but it was a stellar conversation, and that's why the identity of Bernie really made was really fascinating to yeah, me. Yeah, I get, and I, you know, I just said I understand that. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that. But if you are running your campaign for a, a influential community, just say in New York. What do you think going to catch their eye first? If you're running for a congressional district and that district is like, let's say, the um, finance district mm-hmm. in New York. What do you think is going to catch their attention? Yeah. If you come in there walking, if you campaigning like Bernie, mm-hmm. they are not going to take you serious, number one. Mm-hmm. They're going to think that you don't even care about the district that you are, the area that you want to represent because you don't even look the par. They're not going to care. They're not going to care about that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I say. Politicians need to understand what office you're running for and what area and what people are you attempting to connect to. Mm-hmm. It's important. And the first thing they see is your clothing, your face on all of these flyers. You going to events around a community. And we just talked about it at the beginning of the show. People look at you and judge you by where, the, the way that you look first before anything else. Mm-hmm. And when you start looking a hot mess, campaigning, mm-hmm. everybody's going to talk about that. So it's, I, I have this thing where it's a push and pull with me because I get it, right? And I understand, the, I understand how we're supposed to, the dichotomy between fashion and messaging mm-hmm. and... Let's talk, you know, we talked about the Dior's and then, then I, I immediately I started thinking myself like, all right, this is a public office because I started reading those conversations and then how like the Dior's and the name Dior and then thinking about it's French and then it goes into like the Code Noir, which was a French, a French colonials put it in mm-hmm. in um, the Caribbean, we put it into law and it had a lot to do with like the racialization, um, racializing of the, the colonies and how. Uh, regarding clothing and how you couldn't wear certain people couldn't wear certain things, right? Um, and that was a big way to control people's bodies and control how people operated in class and caste system. Yeah, of this classism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's interesting to say that you know, on one hand, I like when people look good, but on the other hand, I understand the powerful nature of what clothing says about yep. society. You know, and so I think that was something that I thought. I, I, I wrestle with that sometimes. I'm not going to sit there and lie to you. I wrestle with it. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? It, most people do. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think it's, like you said, it's a, a push-pull. People may say, I need to look great when I'm campaigning. I need to look great on my, what do you call it? What do I do? Billboards and, and all the marketing that's coming in. But there is a balance. And I think sometimes people don't have the right people around them 
to help them with that balance. Okay. Because if you think about a politician, they have what their their campaign manager, and that campaign manager usually what takes care of everything. But that campaign manager needs to know that we're in twenty twenty one, and what your client is wearing says a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that they miss that. Even even when they win and remember what you said earlier about the Obamas. The way that they looked, it was almost like royalty for the culture. Right. So we look at other politicians like that, too. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you go in and you see a politician where their dress is too tight, they don't have on the right undergarments, you know, their wig is all messy, their makeup is not done, their nails are not done. What is that saying about them? You represent me now as a, you represent me. I voted for you to represent me. So I think that you need to be polished and pulled together. I'm not saying that you have to shop in designer stores, but you need to be polished and you need to be pulled together. Period. So it's interesting, right? So you talked about politicians and how they need to be pulled together and how they need to look, but also walking in the balance of walking in a community in which they represent, right? They can't, you represent in a poorer community mm-hmm. and you can't be looking, styling, profiling when everybody is struggling. And I, I thought about that when you were- You can't, you cannot. So, okay, you familiar with the show, um, everybody's familiar with the show, Bridgerton. Yes, I saw it. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then how like the, everybody was talking about their fashion and- Yeah, the, the that costume design. Costume design and everything like that. And I was really interested in that because it was obviously- taken during the Regency period of United Kingdom or Britain, Britain's Regency period. And in that time, a lot of, it has been written about how a lot of uh, Victorian or people in that area, in that area, era, ugh, can get it out, <laughs> would walk the streets of the poor and, you know, they would, it was designed to show, you know, their status and their power mm-hmm. uh, of, you know, how different they are. Of course, people in that era at that time, it was a big, large gap of, right. you know, uh, ability to af- afford their lives. And so you had people in beautiful clothing, beautiful, you mm-hmm. know, um, regalia. And then they would be walking the streets as long as they were like royalty and comparatively to those who are commoners yeah. in that area. area. Is that kind of like the same thing? Well, you, I remember that scene too in the in the movie as well. Well, the series when the yeah. young lady, mm-hmm. the house representative, I don't know who she was, took the young lady to say like, oh, do you want to look like this? Right, right. And do you want to live like this? And the right. young lady was like, so you think that's going to change me because you're bringing me down here that people. Right, right, right. And I think what she said was uh, poignant. She said, do you think that you're bringing me here mm-hmm. is going to do something to me where you're bringing me down to working where people are good? They're working class people. Mm-hmm. So do you think that's going to shake me because you're bringing me down here? The right. young lady was like, these are good people and they're working class people. Right. So I think that politicians need to keep that in mind. Yeah. When you are, you don't have to look like Bernie, but when you are representing a district that have mostly working class people or when the poverty levels are low, it's disrespectful. When you walk in there 
with designer shoes, with designer handbags. It's disrespectful. But the thing is, I don't think people know that there is a balance, and like you say, they don't they don't get the balance. You can walk with a walk in with a, a nice pair of Nikes, that's going to be <laughs> average price Nikes. Right. You know, put your denim on, mm-hmm. and put on a polo shirt for your campaign. Mm-hmm. If, if that's you know that's what you're doing, you have to know how to reach these people. But you need to be clean. And you still need to be polished because they are still looking at you. They don't want you to look like them. Yeah. And I think people need to understand that. No, they don't want you to look, uh, what do you call, untethered. They don't want you to look like them. Right. They want you to look better than them. That's why they're looking to you. So they say, I want my politician to look better than me, but I want my politician to still be able to relate to me. And I think that's what politicians miss. They don't get it. Some of them don't get it. And some of them go over the top. And some of them just go way, way, way down. And you're like, you know there's a balance that you can achieve. But you have to be willing to listen to someone that knows more than what you know and to get you to that place. So I guess this goes into uh, politicians wearing particular clothing. I, I was fascinated with Trump. By the way, mm-hmm. I was fascinated with in his four years, he never changed his outfit. <laughs> like, I don't know if anybody ever noticed it. He never. He wore the same thing. He wore the same thing. Oh, I didn't pay that much attention to 45. Ugh. I did. I thought it was and I thought it was it was fascinating to me. In four years, he never changed <laughs> his outfit. It you was, mean the color? Does he it, the the, it was the same. Like he wore the same Brioni, Brioni suits, mm-hmm. um, and red long red ties. Everywhere he went, well, he had a closet full of them. He had it was like it was like a, a uniform. Probably had like ten, twelve. It, mu- it must have been, but it was the same outfit. And it, mm-hmm. the thing about it was, um, first of all, his attire was for anybody who's familiar with the Brioni suits. And I was about to say, you, you need. You, you need to say who that is because my thing is his followers probably didn't know what he was wearing right. and how much it cost. Those things cost anywhere between six to seventeen thousand dollars. That's what I'm saying. So he he wore it and he kept it simple, but he spent a lot of money right. on those suits. But his could listen. Go ahead. Go yeah. Ahead. No. No. It's real. <laughs> like I'm just saying, they don't even know. And he kept it simple because he didn't want to change too much. Because you know they're simple minded people. Right. Anyway. Right. Mm. <laughs> she just wanted to leave it there. So listen, it was, but it was interesting, right? Because, um, you know, he wore these expensive suits, but they were very poorly made. Mm-hmm. They were poorly fitted, right? Um, intentional. They were intentionally poorly fitted. Yes. They wore. They were. Um, you know, too I, big, too big, too baggy. <laughs> Bag- but it was also because of his weight, right? Because mm-hmm. he was overweight. Yeah, he is overweight. And, you know, he's a slovenly looking person anyway. Intentional. Intentionally, he's a slovenly looking person. But I thought that the messaging in that to his base was mm-hmm. important. Yeah, it was. Because he, he evoked a working class look. It made people feel like, who who looked at him, like, I can relate to that. Yep. He doesn't make me feel less than mm-hmm. by what he's wearing. wearing. 
because I look like that in my suit, mm-hmm. in my hundred dollar suit. Yeah, I look just like that. Not knowing it was seventeen thousand dollars. Seventeen thousand dollars. Everything is done in order to make them feel comfortable. Yes, you know. And so, and the thing was asked was really interesting. I was looking at old photos of Trump back in the nineties. He wore suits that actually fit. He him. was. Yes, he did. He wore suits that actually fit. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until he became a politician that he started wearing these <laughs> ill-fitting poor, ill-fitting suits. suits. Yeah, you know, and it was like it was a turn, but it was a it was an intentional, it was an intentional turn. It is an yeah. intentional turn in order for him to right. relate to who he was appealing to mm-hmm. the very mo- w- white working class or white white male white male mm-hmm. people. Uh, uh, ideally. You know, and this is the, the difference between I would say black people and and white people. Yeah. Um, black people, we care about what everybody, we we like. You to know see. why we care? About yeah, we that. Yeah, yeah we know. But I think for I think, and again, this is just my opinion. I, I believe for majority of white Americans, the the look, especially on other white people, they care mm-hmm. what we look like. They care what other races look like as far as aesthetically. Yeah. But as far as white politicians, the standard is always lower. Down in the basement. It's the basement. And I see it in corporate America. Basement. You know, it's it's like somebody will wear, come in, and they'll wear khakis and a golf shirt. And then, and then put on a jacket and be like, he's dressed up. Yeah. Right? That's their dressed up. That ain't our dressed that, up. That's their dressed up, right? Mm-hmm. And then so, you know, it, it's a it's a fascinating thing. But it's, it's an intentional way of yeah. evoking like that's what america white americans how they view mm-hmm. you know dressing up i've been to functions where i'm the only black person in a function <laughs> and they're talking about okay you got to dress up and i have a very specific idea what dressing dress up, up is. we do right <laughs> and so i'll get there and it's uh, it was one event and it was like yeah you got to be black tie i'm like all right, i know what black tie means yeah yeah i'm like all right black tie so i get there and I'm the only one in a tuxedo. And everybody's like, wow, you can't really dress. I'm like, you said black tie. <laughs> Everybody else is just in a regular suit. Regular suit. And yeah. I was like, what in the hell? And I it, followed instructions. I followed instructions. You told me black tie. Yeah. But, you know, I think that comes to, like you said, with the Bridgetone that's transferred over to America. I believe that they don't think that they have to do that. Mm. Because they've never had to, mm-hmm. you know, they're allowed to do whatever they want when they want. Right. We have to, and that's why you said the the Obamas, the the royalty, and and things like that, and our politicians, how we expect them to look. How back in the civil rights era, the way that they looked, because that's what we expected, because we had no choice. Mm-hmm. We couldn't make a decision to wear overalls Mm. no we couldn't do that if we wore overalls that said something about where we came from so it was either we were sharecroppers or we just got out of either jail or whatever it is back then so that's what the overalls and you gotta think back then a lot of um a lot of people didn't a lot of us didn't wear denim back then because of the stigmatism that came with it that where are you just coming from the farm or are you just you're coming from, from a, a factory? Yeah, factory. factory right. what, what's the problem? Mm-hmm. So that's why when you, when, like you said, in the civil rights era, that's why you saw those button downs. Mm-hmm. It was a uniform. Mm-hmm. 
button down shirt, white one, mm-hmm. long sleeve or short sleeve, mm-hmm. black slacks, a thin black belt, and hard bottom shoes. If you go back and look at all those pictures, that's that's majority of what it was. Yeah. So I think that comes in that they don't have to do that. They can wear what they want. They can wear the denim and do all this other stuff and still feel like that they are better than us. Like I said, we are the ones that have to do more. We feel like we have to dress we up. We have to. We, we, we got to dress yes. up. We, gotta, we, can, we can't afford to look bummy. My, 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 before, nope. before the pandemic, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, pan, the, the pansania that we're in, um, my wife used to go into work and she would have to, she'd feel the pressure always trying to dress a certain way because she's going into corporate America and, you know, she would come back like, you know, I, these people, they, they dress, my superior, they don't, they don't care how they dress, Mm-mm. but I have to dress a certain way because yeah. they may think I don't care. I can't give off the look that I don't care. We can't, you know, and that's unfortunate. It is, but it's, it's the way, it's the way of the beast. Right. Um, so I just think that was very fascinating. I thought that looking at, you know, Trump's imagery and what he always tried to evoke as um, the idea of I'm relatable. I'm the I'm a plumber. I'm a, even though he's never worked a hard days in his life. He has know, soft hands. Very soft hands, right? <laughs> soft hands. Soft hands. Soft ego. Oh know, yeah, he's you know. he's soft in that too. Yeah, and so he hadn't heard from him. Oh, what's going on? Oh, I guess because he's off of Twitter. <laughs> um, so you know, I I think that's it. It was just fascinating, and the same thing with Melania, right? Melania had, you know, she was rocking like. $50,000, Birkin oh, bags. I was about to say, she 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 had her designer clothes. Right. Um, every every single time. Right. Um, as well, yeah. Right. And so, but nobody commented on those. Nobody. Because they looked, they didn't, they, either you didn't recognize that there were, there were $100,000 bags she was wearing, rocking, right? And, I mean. Nobody commented on them. I think maybe a couple, like I said, I didn't really pay much attention to her. Maybe a couple of times that somebody commented on a designer that she was wearing. So let's see what the difference was. Every single time. Michelle. Walked out. Yes. And it was two seconds. Yeah. It was who who she wearing. How much it How cost? much does it cost? Yeah. Because you remember when she was doing her, her stylist was being smart and mixing her, mixing Drake, J crew yeah. and some other designers together. Intentional. And that intentional. Because yeah. so, because they don't want. Oh, we don't want people. And then she made sure that she said her wardrobe is from her budget. Yes, we're not paying for it as a country. So that's the thing. What I'm saying that there's there's the difference where everything that she wore, we knew what it was in two seconds. Yeah, and it was sold out in about five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> because so that's what I'm saying. That's where that double standard comes in, and so that's why your wife feels that pressure. And I have a friend too. You know, she's in IT. And that's the same thing that she says all the time. She said, those people come into work, flip-flops, shorts, and all of this other stuff. And she said she doesn't feel comfortable going to work that casual. So here it is again, Mm -hmm. 2021. We have to do better even when it comes to our wardrobe. Mm. It's a a psychology of of fashion and expression. you. You know, so we talked about, I think we've gotten some grit off the bone off that one. Moving on to politicians and styling now, mm-hmm. um, you've mentioned it, you know, with people you've worked with, people you sh- you want to work with, but they don't want to hire you. Uh, you try to. Put- <laughs> I didn't say any names, but you, you know, say, I know what you meant. <laughs> We're so, not going to say any names. We're not going to say any names. Um, <laughs> okay. And with people who 
you know, you try to put on to me, like, oh, you should run so I can style you, you know? Like, but I mean, let's, yeah, talk, yeah. let's talk about, like. You better hire me if you run for office. I will be a well, little perturbed. I can tell you, I can tell you, number one, that's, I'm not, it, I won't have to worry about hiring you <sighs> because I'm not running for office. Oh, my but, goodness. You, you know. say that now. <laughs> President Obama said the same thing. Oh, God. First of all. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I'm just saying. You know, I am not. I got a rebuttal for you every single time. So let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. All right. Let's keep moving. All right. So um, the thing about it is when I think I see people run for off, what frustrates me is the lack of creativity Mm -hmm. in what they wear. And I don't that that drives me insane. (laughs) And it's the same thing. Like, okay, when somebody is getting ready to go talk to a bunch of quote unquote blue collar workers, white shirt, blue, black pants. Rolled up, t- rolled up sleeves. Let's talk about men, mm. right? Um, the ties are always the same, red or blue. Yeah. Blue. Like what? Yeah, it's blue. It's, there's no personality, right? Women, this was really interesting. I didn't understand why Hillary in 2016 always wore pants. Me either. I don't know why she wore pants with that body like that anyway, but that's another question. <sighs> And they were wrong. I mean, they were just ill-fitting, I too. can't talk on, woman, on a woman's body. Oh, well, yeah, you can, but I can, because I'm hippie. <laughs> so I don't know why that they had her wear those suits, wear those boxy jackets, the pants were, she she was just wide at the bottom. And I, I don't know why they did that, because it wasn't relatable um, yeah. to me. Because yeah. I'm like, well, why, why is she always wearing those Pants, if she wear pants, can we get some different ones? Why does it have to be the same one and a different color? Mm-hmm. She looked awful. So I, And that hair, oh, my God. So, oh, so my God. Women, I've, I've talked to my, my women friends who, you know, obviously I talked about this with them. And I asked them, like, well, what's with the pantsuits? <laughs> I can't. And they, they put it back on me, and I was like, I, was, I didn't have rebuttal. So, Kamara, what can we wear? What can we wear in a professional setting that is not going to be deemed that is not going to make people ogle at us mm-hmm. and be into to, sexist as well. Right. So that's a lot of things that they, we have to think about too. You all don't have to think about that. Mm-hmm. However, I think there has been so much evolution in women's suiting mm-hmm. that Hillary could have selected better suits. Okay. You know what I mean? Even if she should have gotten custom made um, suiting as well. And I know that, you know, not hiding and this and that. I mean, I get it. But like I said, there's a balance. But you have to have the right team around you. I wasn't. I didn't like any of those pantsuits. No, I mean narrow one. What about Kamala's choice of Converse and jeans, a shirt, and a uh, blazer, and a blazer with <laughs> pearls? I didn't have. I didn't have a problem. I didn't have a problem. What with was the her. messaging? What was the messaging with that? Number one. I think the messaging with that is I am a regular woman, just like everybody else. I think that was one. I think that comfort was another. Mm-hmm. And I think she wanted to be more relatable than Hillary and not look so stuffy. Okay. So I, I think that's what it was. I mean, could, they could have done something better. You know, I've, you know I'll try to shoot my shot, too, uh, <laughs> with that as well. Why not? I was like, yeah, you know, I can style her. You know, I've tweeted a few people. I was like, I'll put it out there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I want to shoot my shot. I thought that she could uh, be more polished in in, in I agree. certain aspects because there's nothing wrong with listen I have on denim today mm-hmm. you know a sweater and you know boo she didn't always have to wear the converse but I said I got it with the converse when you who wants to have on heels 
you know, all the time when you're campaigning that much. So from that aspect, I, I got it. But I think she went so plain Jane that it was, it, took, it, it stripped, didn't it, move. It, it stripped it her. Yeah, it wasn't, she didn't move me. You, yeah. you know what I mean? As far as like the way that she, the way that she looked. But I understood it, but I thought they could have done it better. So I was, I was fascinated by it because I thought the way she looked was, I, I, I thought it would it embodied how she was in her campaign, her own presidential campaign. Mm-hmm. I thought, I think it, it did a little bit, but it, it didn't show her entirety of her personality. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to see, you know, I want to see a little bit more of something. Girl, you went to a black school. Yeah. You know, we all had to, you know, you go to a black school, you always fly. You don't go up on the yard looking like nothing. Right. And so, I I, I mean, it was just, this is just being highly critical, right? It was, we're always, I guess that internal sexism that we may have, like being highly critical of how women dress. Because I'm, I'm highly critical of how men dress as well. So, I don't want to, we can get into that in yeah, a moment. Yeah. But I just, using uh, Kamala as, as Vice President Kamala Harris as a, um, an example I did want to see more swag. They could have done it. They could have done a lot of things. They could have right. added more color. Yeah. Um. They could have blinged out her converse. You know what I mean? If if that's what she's wearing, they could have. They could have. I'm quite sure she has more than those. Those regular converse. If somebody right. would have called converse mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, right. VP, you know, VP is um, want to wear converse. Can you get some blinged out for us? Have some rhinestone. So, so there are a lot of things that people would be willing to do. I thought that she could have had on blazers that fit, maybe some graphic tees, uh, different denim, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. I she could have yeah. she could have done a lot more than just being plain Jane with a blazer yeah. and the pearls. You know, I, I get it. You know, with with the pearls, you know sorority and everything so i i shout, most shout definitely out to sorority what is that sorority? <laughs> the sorority is alpha kappa alpha sorority incorporated oh okay yeah what was <laughs> that founded? So funny what was that founded? listen that we are talking about vp well january 15th 1908 okay All right. at howard university so okay. she has a lot of heritage she is a alpha chapter yeah member uh so she knows the deal she knows it's up now, she, when, you, when you when you pledge alpha chapter you, you know, you she knows what's up. Yeah. They started Alpha Chapter started everything. Yeah, you know. So I think that they just went so plain mm-hmm. that it was just unmovable, and maybe they wanted to keep it simple. I think, but she could have done more. I, but I, I do believe she was under pressure, especially in her presidential campaign, of not. There's this fear within Black people. I see it in corporate America, and I see it within myself. Mm. I see it even in politicians. Of we don't want to. Scare white folk when we're dressing when we're too swagged out. Like no, but I'm 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 being real. I'm seeing your, your face and you're like ah. But I I do feel that way. Like can we get over that? Please? But it, 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 so you acknowledge it's a real thing though. <sighs> we need to get over that. Okay, but I but I'm saying we need to be set free from that. I agree, but what I'm telling you is I saw that in her campaign. I saw that how they were messaging her with what she was wearing. They tried to downplay, you know. She her makeup wasn't she she didn't wear uh, very muted very <laughs> muted colors her hair I mean her was, hair was, her lipstick her, was probably uh, new to lip gloss right or nothing it was very like it was done to make to play 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 down her 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 spark 
Yeah, for them. I, for them. And I saw that. We need to stop doing that. I know. And it was that's the only thing I didn't like about it. I was like, why did they play down her spark? Because you recognize it. I recognize it. I saw what was happening. You say you do the same thing, too. Well, I mean, I don't do it anymore, because I mean, but I recognize what's happening. Mm, so when you worked in corporate America, you noticed that you... You played down who you were, or just didn't dress. No, I as still wore. Nice. I, I still wore what I wanted to wear, but I mm-hmm. recognized the reactions I got because people were like, "We're like, oh, that, that's a you know, my boss is that's a nice tie. Like my tie is probably less expensive than yours, you right. know." But they would make a point, right? Yeah, yeah, you know. And so, um, they, but it's the it's the playing down of our spark mm-hmm. to make them feel less, you know, to make, make them, them feel, feel comfortable. Make them feel comfortable. We need to stop that, right? And so, um. You know, so that's that's the uh, uh, the thing I got from that. All right, so moving on. <laughs> we need to stop that. Can I say that again? <laughs> For the people in the back. Need to stop that. Yes, be set free from that. You know, I've, I've, I, I have never embodied that. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I walk in the room and I am the best-dressed person every single time. Mm-hmm. I think as black people, we need to stop placating to them because they don't do it for us. They never have and they never will. They need to get all of our magic every single day you walk in the building. So if you're in corporate America and you want to look sharp every day, look sharp every day. Period. If you're an attorney, listen, look sharp. You, you know, if the, the judge make a comment and then some of these attorneys, y'all need to end up being judges, too. But that's another story. That's, that's, <laughs> See, that, that's, that's another story. I'm just saying we we need to stop making them feel comfortable because this is what we look what happened hmm. on January 6th. Yeah. You know, look what happened with these past four years with 45, hmm. 70 plus million people voted for this man. This people we go to the grocery store with. Um, there's people that we uh, get gas with. We're walking by. They're probably our bosses, maybe associate pastors in some of these churches that we attend. They don't care about making us feel comfortable. And I think as a community, we need to stop making them feel comfortable because they need to be uncomfortable. And that's why I say, you know, run a joke. I'm black, 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 black. <laughs> Thank God we have masks. Like what? Listen, if y'all can't tell, she's black, 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 black. She is. <laughs> Black, 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 black. You cannot tell she is letting you know right now. Um, I'm letting you know. So, personal fashion and men's fashion or women's fashion. I, I, we were talking offline, and I'll just say it like I have a problem with the way men dress. Mm, okay. Um, I don't think they. A lot of men take pride in it. Nope, they don't. It's very frustrating to me. It's actually frustrating because when I'm not even trying, and I'm just like you know, I just want to put some stuff together. Like, oh, you look like a pretty boy. And I think that's like almost like it's a self-own of themselves, right? They'd yeah. be like, oh, you, you're trying to be a pretty boy. And I'm like, I just literally just am matching. Like, I'm not even trying to. I'm not <laughs> I just upstaging. threw this on. I'm not upstaging you, man. Like, I promise bro, you. what's up? I just threw this on. Yeah, like, you know, and it's just. But I, it's almost like a self-inflicted, you know, or self-commentary rather, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like you feel a ways um, because of the way what I'm wearing. Yeah. And I don't ever. It's like weird. I never. When I see another man, what he what he's wearing, I don't feel intimidated. I don't feel that way. Yeah, because you're confident in what you've decided to wear on that particular time, and sometimes they're not. And when they see you, and they when when another man see you in your confidence and your swag and what you're wearing, that says something to him that he's lacking. So sometimes they don't know what to say 
you know, they that's where the bruh, you you look you wanna be a pretty boy and this and that. So they really don't know what to say. They don't know how to react to it. Yeah, and instead so of saying like, bro, you look nice at you you slamming the day, right. you know. But I think that's a I think that's a man thing. It is a man thing. <laughs> Cause women, we're like, girl, that dress is something, honey. Those right. pants are fitting you today. Right. So I think it's a man thing. I actually I give men compliments all the time. I'm mm-hmm. I'm secure enough to do that. I'd be like, man, right. you're looking good, man. Yeah. You look And they probably like, oh yeah. Yeah, no, but you know what? What I have found is that when you compliment, um, uh, they they appreciate it. Oh, okay. You know, like certain people, they you know, I don't really care about how they may perceive it. You know, what I mean, because I'm secure in myself. Right, right. But I have found like when you can tell when a man, especially when you see when he's really tried mm-hmm. to put something together, and I like it. Like you look good, man. I I see what you're doing, Playboy. Yeah. I see the. I see the shoes. I see the socks. I see the socks. I see listen the top. I see everything like yeah, going. Yeah. You you working. Everything's working together. That's good. You know, and I think we need that. We you all do need that. We need that because it encourages us to to continue. Oh, I compliment every time I see a man that looks nice and he yeah. puts some effort into it. I'm like, yo, you look nice today. Yeah, for sure. I, th- I think we should, fellas. We need to walk away from that. What do you like to see with men? Men's fashion, like what do you want? Well, to I have I have a, a few men clients, and what I've been able to accomplish with them is to get them out of their box. Yeah, um, because some of them just want to do the regular polo top, plain blazer. Really don't want to have any fun in their shoes. Really don't want to have any fun in their pants. Meaning, you know, colored ones or trying some print in their shirt. So what I've been able to do is get them out of that neutral zone yeah, and to bring really more of their personality out. Yeah. Um, and I also have to remind them too, that men clothes cost a little bit more. So and you, you know that if you're buying quality mm-hmm. and I'm the person is, I believe in quality, not quantity. Mm-hmm. Um, because if, if my client, we can say, let's do three blazers or something like that. I would rather do that than to say, okay, we can buy five or six, but how long are those five or six going to, uh, really last you if they're just, I don't know, I want to say any brand names, but, you know, just something inexpensive. Well, you know, the thing is, you said your men's clothes can cost a lot. Yes. But I don't I don't subscribe to the more expensive, the better. I, no, no, no. I, I cannot stand, see, a lot of times what men will get caught up in, they get caught up in designers. But all of that is not well either. I don't, and I don't agree with it. Yeah, I don't, me either. I'm I, not that. I'm not that chick. I'm yeah. not a label. What you call? I'm not a label whore. I'm, I'm not. not a, I'm yeah. not one of those. I'm not one of those. You know. <laughs> and so, but a man will like he'll wear something like he'll have some Gucci and an Hermes belt and all. You know, like, and it'd be like that's over. The, it's over the top, right? Okay, thank you. It's yeah, over the that's top. Like, it don't, mm-hmm, that ain't doing nothing. That's not doing anything. You know what I mean? And you know, and it's like to me, I'm like, well, you can dress that down, and you don't. I don't need to know your now, labels. Those are intentional too. Yeah. When when you see a man, and I'm not telling a man don't don't buy your designer things if you want to have a <laughs> if you want to have your Gucci belt, but I think that's intentional it's as well. Played. It's played. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's played. But I'm just saying though, I think that's intentional too. It's that status quo thing that we do mm-hmm. as a culture. Mm-hmm. We're feeling like if I have on Gucci, if I have on this, then you know I'm here, and if you don't, that you're down there. And I, th- I do think that's played and I don't, I don't. And then the thing is you will be surprised. I don't even take my clients to places like that. Yeah. We don't buy the Gucci belts. We don't buy, you know, 
the Hermes. We don't do any of that stuff because I can have them looking sharp in another way yeah. that we can spend a lot more money because it 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 does look a little funny. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it's played because we don't want the fellas to think that they can't buy their Gucci belts. It's my personal opinion. It's my podcast. <laughs> hey, I'm you're say, right. <laughs> I'm gonna say what I need to say. Okay, you think it's well? I mean, because you don't do that and you look great. Thank you all the time. Thank you. So it's a it's a balance between men because they see all the stuff that's going on, the, the music that they listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody's always in Gucci, LV, you know, the basics. The, right. I, I say that I don't want to call them generics, but the basics. Right. And people need to understand the well, Balenciaga is, you know, making a run right. for money as well. So I think people need to understand that there are more designers than the three. Yeah. You know, there's more. <laughs> I mean, really, there are more yeah. designers than, than the three. And then even when it comes to Hugo Boss and stuff, like you know, there are more designers than that. Yeah that you can really explore to elevate your wardrobe. So I think men just have a hard time because they just don't know. And they're just going from what they see. So it's weird because I, there was a person I, I've gone to a couple men. I said, let me style you. <laughs> and really, then what'd they say? And they said, nah, see, you know that's what I'm saying? And I'd be like, bro, like, I'd be like, no, let me, they I like, they don't need it, I'm but like, bro, me, you need it. Let me put you, let me put some stuff together for you, you know? And they, and here's the problem because they think they they want, I want them to dress like me. I have you know I have that problem yeah, too. Yeah, and you and I'd be like, bro, I'm not saying you got to look like what I'm yeah. wearing, but I'm saying what you're wearing ain't helping you. It's not it's not ain't accentuating it. your spark. Yeah, you know, and but they it goes right over their head, and I was, I was like, all right, but I really do feel like mm-hmm. you they know, need help. They need men need help, but you know? you know, a lot of people don't think that they need help, and, and I think that's where the issue come in. You have to think the social media and all of this stuff have put in our minds that having a stylist or having help mm-hmm. is too expensive. Mm-hmm. And it's really not. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to invest in themselves. That's true. And I think that's the, to me, that's the craziest thing. You'd rather go buy, like we said, the basics. Yeah. <laughs> designers. Mm-hmm. And think you looking great from head to toe because you have on a Gucci belt with Gucci shoes. Mm-hmm. But... You still look a mess. You still look a mess. Yeah. You still look a mess. Like just because you just went to spend what maybe two thousand dollars or maybe a little bit more because shoes according to what shoes you get may cost a little bit more. So let's just say five. Mm-hmm. Do you know what a real stylist could do for you for five thousand? I can. I can. I can break it down. I can <laughs> Let bust, me tell you. I listen. I can bust it down for five hundred dollars. I can. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? I can make. I'm just saying. Listen. You know, like you spend all that money. I'm like, oh, bro, you didn't have to do all you that. You didn't have to. They don't. They didn't have to do all that. So it's a balance, and they need to find one. But you know what? They they don't need to be afraid to ask for help. No. And so if I were those guys that said, "Hey, bro, you," they should take you up on that offer, and especially if you're doing it for free. I was gonna be free. I wasn't. Even oh looking my gosh. I wasn't even looking. You know, but now I probably should charge y'all. <laughs> now that you should charge, but for free. Listen, they should have taken you up on that offer, even if it was for two events. They yeah. should have taken you up on that offer. Listen, they're bad. First of all, man, I also want to tell say it's okay to have color. It is. Wear some color, man. Y'all, y'all don't need. Listen. Wear some stripes. Wear some florals. Florals. I got like, on my floral do shoes. It. Yeah, I saw those. They were cute. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I have some fun. Have some fun, man. It's okay. You look good in colors, stripes, and florals. You yes. Won't, you don't have to. Hounds to just yeah. do it. Oh, listen, it, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Y'all can y'all will look good, man. You know, I, I think they're scared to be to look too feminine. That could be a thing. Yeah, I think so. I think some men are too scared to 
look too feminine, so that's why they keep it so basic. But you know what? But in that basicness, you like. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, right? Um, I believe that is internal. Ooh, I'm going to say it's internal homophobia. You know, the way mm. they may feel like, you know, I don't want to come off a certain way because mm-hmm. it's going to make me feel look a certain way, right? Mm. And then somebody's going to impart that on me. And it's like, so that means you're not secure in yourself. Mm. And so I... Oh, it could be. I, 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 I never thought about it that way. I mean, I, I, I that's what I think. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not... Listen, well, maybe they are feeling that way. <laughs> you know, so, so, like, you know, so they, so they, they, they push away from things because, like, because, like, what, like, feminine clothes, like, what, unless you're wearing a blouse, unless you're wearing, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, like, but so many, so many clothing now are gender neutral, um, mm-hmm. that is really, you can kind of get away with, you know, certain things. But I mean, I, I just, don't know. I just think clothing is a matter of expression, not it a is. matter, not a matter of. Whether your personality of whether or not you're masculine or not, yeah, you know, or whether mean? you're gay or not, yeah, gay, gay or not, mm-hmm. right? You know, I, I not that it matters. I just think it's like, you know, it's a, um, you know, that stems from that stems from us our childhood as well, probably because yeah. So that's when I tell people it's like you have to we have to look at a a, a root of a thing, mm-hmm. and I think for black men, you all have to deal with so much. That as women, we we have to deal with a lot, but you all have to deal with certain things as far as you can't even really have a a, a good friendship. You know, like, girl, we have girlfriends. Yeah. Like, it's difficult for young men to develop friendships with another man, just strictly friends for people right. to not think like are they gay black or male, black male intimacy yeah, like right like, because it's like what even when you talk about are they gay the, What's the going thought on? process of black male intimacy is like are is that is that are they gay yeah and it's like no man i can tell some i can tell a brother i love him you know what i mean it's but it's like oh it's you know that's weird for a lot of men they'd be like that's weird <laughs> you weird bro like yeah. and i was like no i'm not weird you know and yeah first of all at the end of the day too it don't even it don't even matter if somebody with you know gay or not. I, that stuff. That, that, well, that's know. like you said, you're confident. Yeah, a lot of men are not confident in that, so that's why I think that they stick with the basics, right? And stick with the stuff that they see the basic designers mm-hmm. because they're too afraid to walk into a room. What if they do have on a floral jacket? you know, denim and then have on maybe like some floral shoes or something like that, and people automatically assume that they are gay because of how they look. Some men can't handle that. That's really weird to me. But you know, that's what that, yeah, it happens I, a lot. It they happens just a lot. Do it's, it. It's just like, man, like, and I, first of all, who cares? Who cares? You know, but at the end of the day too, like, I don't, I don't know. I just, man, but that's gotta, why you have, that's why I say you, you live, you walk in that freedom. Mm-hmm. Most men don't walk in that. Most men don't walk in that freedom. Like we were talking before, like we always feel we have to, dress a certain way and do look this way to make other people feel comfortable. Yeah. You are set free from that. Yeah. A lot of men are not set free from that. Yeah. But we can help them though. We can. Like, bruh, be you. <laughs> Every and, day, and, all day. And, and you know how they can be helped? They can hire you. They could. Shout, shout out your company once again. <laughs> Styles by Katrina. And I can be reached at Katrina at stylesbykatrina.com. There you go. So listen, I'm going to go ahead and... I want to go ahead and close this program, but what I want to do is I want to leave y'all with um, a book I was reading. 
It's from Francis Corner, and it's called Why Fashion Matters. Mm-hmm. It's a good book. Um, but in the book, he states that um, fashion matters to the economy, to the society, and to each person, to each of us personally. Fast, faster than anything else, what we wear tells a story of who we are and what we want to be. Fashion is the most immediate and an intimate form of self-expression. I think when we look at people and what we see what they're, what they're wearing, we're immediately given with a sense of internal purpose. Yeah. Right? Or internal messaging. And it, to me, I, I don't know of any other form where we can make it a judgment of somebody mm-hmm. from a hundred feet away, a thousand feet away, other than fashion and what we're wearing. Yep. And that's why I find it so so fascinating. And so I really do appreciate you, Katrina, for coming oh, on. Did you thank enjoy you for this? Ha- I did. I was like, we could talk more. Um, but yeah, I most what you want No, I have this one thing I um I I tell people people don't know about, but I used to be a substitute teacher. Okay. And I'm like a hardball substitute substitute teacher however i never went in looking like other teachers okay so and people it would be so funny to me that majority of the students would gravitate to me because of the way that i looked Mm. you know they they would they would say oh you know miss lee jones you look so nice today or where'd you get that and and i was authentic as well and that's why i told people and we were talking about it earlier you need to own who you are and your clothing, just like that author said, makes an impression before you even open your mouth. Mm. So I was able to to make an impression on these students before I even opened my mouth just by them seeing me walk across campus and just by me seeing them, them seeing me waiting for them in their classrooms. Yeah. So it's really important that you invest in yourself. And you know what? I always tell people, I work from the inside out, but people see us from the outside first before they know our insides. Facts. That's a bar. I like that. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm t- it's a bar. <laughs> You're so funny. Yeah. Um, listen, I enjoy the conversation. I would love to have you back on. Yes, absolutely. This is fun. And I want everybody else to, if you listen to this, please, again, share the podcast Comment on social media. Take this podcast, post it on your Facebook page, um, send it to your friend. Sharing is caring, as I always say. And we want people to really be involved in conversation. Uh, you know, if you like this conversation, uh, again, post it on your social media and, and tag me or Katrina mm-hmm. and whatnot. Absolutely. And leave comments or just leave comments in the comment section, as I stated earlier in the program. Um, and with that, thank you so much. Continue to subscribe and everything like that. And we are going to.